Welcome to the Hello Therapy podcast with me, consultant clinical psychologist, Dr. Liz White. If you want to understand your emotional world better and are curious about therapy, this is the podcast for you. I am taking my 20 years experience in mental health to bring you evidence-based psychological knowledge and ideas that you can use to help you navigate life's many challenges. Each week I will focus on a different mental health struggle as well as answering typical questions I get asked about all things therapy related. My hope is that as you listen, you will start to feel less alone and more empowered to try some of the tips techniques and strategies that can help you feel better and live the life you always imagined for yourself. Welcome to today's episode. I'm going to be outlining some questions that you can ask yourself if you're not sure about whether to start therapy or not. Maybe you've been contemplating therapy for a while. Maybe you've been putting off making that first therapy call because you have doubts about whether therapy is right for you at this point in your life or not. Whatever your reasons, I have five questions for you to consider and ask yourself. And by the end of this episode, you should have a clearer idea. So let's dive in. So you're thinking about therapy because there is a problem or issue in your life that needs dealing with, but you still haven't taken the leap. So ask yourself this, what is getting in my way? Often what stops us from taking action in life is fear, fear that it won't work, fear that it will work. And what will that mean for your relationships or your life in general? Fear of the unknown, particularly if you've never had therapy before, fear of being vulnerable with a complete stranger, which is completely understandable. But a really common fear is this. If I go to therapy, I'm going to open up a can of worms that therapy will unravel you in some way. If this sounds familiar, what you need to know is this. All of those fears and worries are natural and expected. Going to therapy is not easy and you're going to have to talk about things that are painful, things that are difficult. But imagine for a moment, if that fear was not getting in your way, would you be choosing to make that initial call? So if you suspect that fear has something to do with you not starting therapy yet, consider the next question. What is the problem costing you? How is this problem impacting your life? How is it holding you back? Is it keeping you stuck? Is it restricting you? Is it impacting negatively on your health or your relationships? Does it drain your energy or waste your time? And I appreciate that's quite a few questions all in one, but you you get the drift. And if you time traveled three years or five years into the future, not having dealt with the problem, what might your life look like then? How would the problem have evolved? Would it have made your life even more difficult? And if you think that it might have done, then why not start dealing with it right now? So here is the third question. 
Are you willing to commit? Let's face it, therapy is an investment in your time and financially if you're accessing therapy privately. And if you're thinking about having therapy privately, you need to have a sense of how much it's going to cost you. I always recommend people asking their therapist in the first session, how many sessions do you think I will need? Now, to be fair to us therapists, that is quite a difficult question to answer because everyone is different with specific needs and goals and life histories and things. But having said that, they should be able to give you a sort of ballpark figure. The way that I practice is to agree to between four and six sessions initially and then review every few sessions so that we're on the right track and it just helps clients manage the ongoing cost. Another thing you may want to talk to your therapist about at the beginning if you're on a tight budget is whether there is scope for flexibility. So reducing sessions if needed. Um, I really emphasize in my practice that if a client is seeing me weekly, for example, but needs to reduce to fortnightly or something like that, then we can. And the other thing to bear in mind is that some therapists do offer reduced fee and it's worth asking when you first contact the person. And there are also organisations that train therapists and they often offer reduced fee if you see a trainee. And finally, if affording the sessions is going to be difficult, talk to your therapist because it might mean that they can slightly adapt how they work with you. So, for example, if I have a client that tells me this and I anticipate that we might have less sessions than would be ideal, then I might slightly adapt the work. And perhaps, for example, there's more self-guided reading and exercises that the client can do in between the sessions. Now, not all therapists work like this, but it's worth discussing that with the therapist at the beginning. And also there are qualified psychologists and therapists who offer online courses, um, which may be another way to access guided self-help. And I actually have an online course in the pipeline designed to help reduce self-criticism and boost self-esteem and confidence. And the best way to keep posted uh, about this is by joining our email list. So the details are in our show notes. So on to the next question for you to consider if you are putting off starting therapy. What do you want to get out of therapy? So have a think about your goals for therapy. And the classic question that a lot of therapists ask is the something called the magic wand question to help you think about what your goals might be. So if you had a magic wand and you could magic away all of your problems, what would be different about your life? So what would you be doing differently? How would your day look? How might your relationships with other people be different? How would you approach your work or study, for example? So someone who goes to therapy because they feel depressed might say, well, I would be getting up out of bed early. I'd be having a shower, brushing my teeth. I would go out socially and see my friends. I would do my hobbies again, etc." So that person's goals for therapy might be, I don't know, number one would be increased self-care. Number two might be to see my friends or maybe a step uh, sort of before that, if the person hasn't seen their friends for a while, would be contacting their friends initially. And then the therapy would help that person identify the blocks or the barriers to those goals and the sort of psychological internal obstacles, difficult thoughts, difficult feelings, etc., So therapy can be hugely helpful in 
having accountability for your goals, just knowing that you have to go back each session to talk about something that you tried or did differently as a result of the previous session can be transformative because little changes each week add up to larger life changes. And now to the final question. So are you willing to make changes at this point in time? Some people go into therapy assuming that the therapist will tell them what to do, give them advice or has that magic wand again that can sort of magic their problems away. But unfortunately, we don't have a magic wand and we can't give advice. You know, the work of therapy can be hard. It's not just about you talking about things that feel painful or uncomfortable. There is work involved in changing the things that you and your therapist identify are problematic and not serving you in your life. So that's where the idea of willingness to change can be super helpful. How willing are you to change even though those changes may be difficult, may be uncomfortable, may be met with internal resistance? So let me give you an example. If you are someone who experiences social anxiety and you're avoiding social situations, a large part of the therapy will be helping you to face those social situations. And that means feeling anxiety, feeling anxious. And it's hard and it's difficult and it makes sense that you don't want to go there. But can you work on increasing your willingness? You don't have to be 100% willing either. I tell my clients just 5% willingness will do. And it, it's often the sort of starting that is hardest. So that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope that this has given you some food for thought if you're kind of on the fence about starting therapy. Tune in next time where I am going to be shifting gears a little bit. I'm going to be talking about relationships and three simple steps to improve the relationship with your partner. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hello Therapy. If you found it helpful, don't forget to subscribe, follow and review. You can get more well-being and mental health tips by joining our email list and visiting the resources section of our website at harleyclinical.co.uk. The Hello Therapy podcast and the information provided by me, Dr Liz White, is solely intended for information and educational purposes and does not constitute personalised advice. Please do reach out to your GP or a mental health professional if you need support. Until next time, take care of yourself.